0: Welcome to another episode of the Dave Stockbridge Podcast. The sun is shining, the birds are singing. It's Dave from Real and thanks so much for joining me on the podcast once again where every day I hope to bring you helpful hints and tips that I hope helps you make and save tens of thousands of dollars on your real estate journey so regardless of if you are a home buyer looking to secure your very first property or perhaps you're an experienced investor that's expanding upon your portfolio. Maybe even you're a real estate agent and you're listening anywhere around the world and you're just looking to get some more great ideas that you can apply for the benefit of your clients and of course furthering your own career at the same time. Well I hope you found a home on the podcast where every day we're bringing you more content that we hope you find hugely helpful and today I'm joined by Matthew Norris. Hello. Now, Matthew uh, plays several strategic roles in our business. Matt uh, is, plays a huge part in our social media marketing um, and uh, has uh, put together uh, those fantastic videos of our properties that you may have seen online before. Um, Matt is also uh, very heavily involved in the day-to-day sales side of the business and uh, deals primarily with our buyers and has experienced, uh, well, I, I guess quite the flurry of early spring activity, Matt.
1: Yeah, definitely. Big
0: Big time. And um, and what would you say has been driving that uh, that activity, Matt?
1: Um, I think um, better weather seems to get people out. Like, if it's raining and it's crappy weather, people are more hesitant to jump in the car and go have a look at houses, especially if they're not entirely desperate to buy something, you know. Um, but I've found that, yeah, better weather's brought people out and um, we seem to have a pretty good mixture on different types of houses that cater to just more than, you know, the one type of buyer as well, I think. You know, we've got... Um, houses that are kind of like the one we've had at uh, Justina Court in Everston that was on a bigger block, a little bit further out of the city. Um, and then, you know, we've got like my listing in, in Lucy, which is a, uh, a smaller um, smaller sort of house on a small block. Um, so you've got kind of the two different extremes there. And then, you know, we've got the ones at Parafford Gardens that are four bedroom, two bathroom, that seem to just go like that.
0: Yeah, so um, we, we certainly have been carrying a... a, a Broad cross section of stock over recent times, and I guess that that means that we're delving quite deeply um, into several different subsectors of the market. Um, and I guess is there a, a consistent theme across the market that you're seeing in the early stages of spring, or is it generally very busy, or is it more for certain types of properties, Matt?
1: Um, it's been a bit mixed mixed across, like some of the properties that uh, we've had on the market, we've had uh, really good numbers at open inspections. Um, one of them um, is the one on Bolivia Crescent. Um, we seem to have um, n- not many quite open inspections there because it's priced pretty good, you know, like it needs a little bit of work, but it's in a good area next to the shops and just off of Port Wakefield Road and um, all that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, that, that's been pretty good with numbers most of the campaign.
0: And um, uh, and I guess if, if you're talking, so you've got that uh, particular property which is about 22 k's out from the CBD. So it's uh, and I guess that, that one's selling for really smack on the median value for that particular area. So almost a generic home, and maybe in terms of condition, six out of ten. Um, what I've noticed is those properties that are more like an eight or a nine out of ten they have been very very warmly received. And those properties that we've uh, refurbished and applied what we call the Warnerford here at Real, which is uh, when we uh, and, and that's named after John Warniford. Uh, so for those people that have been following us on social media, you may already be aware of John Warniford and the work that he does in preparing properties for sale for us. But essentially that is a coat of paint, fresh floor coverings, uh, gardens tidied up and presented. And usually for an investment of around $10,000, we're able to not only sell the property quickly, but naturally for a whole lot more. And um, and I think therein uh, lies the secret to the sale of some of these properties that have received that treatment and have come to market and found buyers quite quickly. Um, I guess a few of those right across Adelaide, uh, Eleven Maguire Court there at Hackham uh, was a property that was At 12 or 13 years of age, um, it had been well looked after as a tenanted property um, for all of those years, but even with good tenants in a home after 12 years, you really do need to address paint floor coverings, Um, and very fortunately it was just the aesthetics. The gardens responded really well to a light tidy up and some fresh bark chips down, and so um, there wasn't quite $10,000 spent, but the result was outstanding. for three hundred and sixty-eight thousand dollars for a four-bedroom home of four hundred square metres in Hackham, and so for those that aren't in our marketplace, Hackham's um, about thirty kilometres south of the CBD of Adelaide, so right on the um, uh, right on the cusp of guess the the metropolitan area, um, and um, and that particular property could have proven to be a difficult one to sell, but uh, seemed to sell well with multiple offers and sold relatively early in the campaign within a few weeks.
1: Yeah, yeah, and. Um that, that sort of floor plan lock is pretty common to the stuff that um, some of the ones that we sell up here in the northern suburbs too seems to be, you know, the four bedrooms, two living areas, two bathrooms, it's got a nice big family room out the back and um, double garage, it seems to be a good, good combination, people are after
0: Well, um, and we've sold it a few times. So just in the last month, we've got 33 Applecross Drive, which um, is on the opposite end of uh, metropolitan Adelaide. So that's uh, 37 kilometres north of the city. Um, So uh, nearly 60 kilometres away from uh, the property there at Hackham, but very similar floor plan. Um, And just, uh, I guess, uh, uh, something that talks to the values of those respective areas. That one at... Uh, Apple Cross Drive at Blakeview, same floor plan as the home at Hackham, very similar disposition on about 450 square metres of land and um, that one sold for $320,000 um, and once again on- only a few weeks on the market Matthew. Yeah
1: and, and it was also tenanted too which sometimes when properties are tenanted they're a bit harder to sell because most people want to buy to move in, not not everyone wants to buy to have a tenant in there um, but that one yeah and, and considering the one on right next door to it it's been on the market
0: forever. Yeah, strange, strange story, that one. It's been like two and a half years on the market. I think it's exactly th- the same house almost too. Uh, it is exactly the same floor plan, uh, s- same location. I mean, it's number 31 and one we saw was number 33. And, um, yeah, it's just been sitting there for, for ages. Uh, no recent open inspections. Um, uh, the online presentation seems to look fine. So not exactly sure, but you know, not all agents are the same, mate.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: So, um, so we've we've got a few um, here. So, eighteen-hour bird drive um, in Burton, selling for three hundred and eighteen thousand dollars, and. You know, naturally, if you're playing along at home, you can quickly Google some of these addresses and you'll see straight away the properties that we're talking about. But 18-hour Drive there at Burton. Uh, once again, only a few weeks on the market, Matt.
1: Yeah, and um, th- that one also was pretty popular too. Um, the owners that have bought it now have kind of started just to renovate. Not that it really needed it, but um, they've started to renovate it and I think they're extending the kitchen out and making, yeah, bigger, bigger areas in the bedrooms and stuff as well, so...
0: And, um, I mean, and that's not really something we see a whole lot of. Usually first-home buyers aren't usually the ones that are going to spend a lot of money after they've settled um, and will typically stretch in order to secure a home that doesn't require any of the works, but this home had received new floor coverings and had been painted throughout and had the gardens tidied up, and yet... These guys couldn't resist and are maybe spending money unnecessarily, um, but if they're going to be there for another 10 or 15 years, well, I'm sure they're going to get some great use out of it.
1: Yeah, and that one had um, two massive big palm trees at the front too, and they've cut all that down and kind of minimalised all the garden, so it looks very different.
0: Yeah, well, it's certainly putting their own stamp on, on that home, which is, of course, what you want to do when you secure your very first home. You want it to start feeling like yours straight away. Um, So we've got a a few properties here, which I'll just run through really quickly. 15 Crittenden Road, uh, Smithfield Plains is a property that I'd sold to this gentleman about 10 years ago. Uh, We sold it back then for $238,000. It was uh, one of the very best presented properties on the market at that juncture. Um, But uh, it was some years ago, as I mentioned, and uh, since then the property's been tenanted and uh, experienced a whole lot of wear and tear. And the gentleman uh, who owns that one? Uh, got rolled up his sleeves and got his hands dirty and d- did a terrific job in getting that property presented for sale. Um, and with the assistance of John Warnerford, it wasn't a full Warnerford in this case, but uh, half Warnerford. <laughs> um, John um, uh, popped around there and assisted them, and they painted, and they put floor coverings down, they tidied up the gardens, and did those things that we asked people to do. He, he actually spent a little bit more than he expected to, but uh, he also achieved a little bit more than what he was hoping for on that one as well. So uh, that's now a record price for a property of uh, that square meterage in Smithfield Plains for the last twelve months. Having sold and settled at two hundred and seventy-two thousand dollars, so um, a, a fantastic result we've achieved there. Another record price that we achieved just in the last month is eleven Thorn Street in Paralowie. That's a um, for those, uh, so this is not far away from our other listing there at Bolivia Crescent in Paralowie. So if you remember, that's only twenty or so kilometres north of the CBD of, of Adelaide. So it's right in the heart of the suburbs there, um, very connected location. Um, a 15-minute drive in west, and you'll find yourself in the golden sands of uh, the northwestern beaches of Adelaide. And 10 minutes the other way, you're in Salisbury, and, and 20 minutes south, and you're, you're right there in the CBD. So a very livable, connected location. This had been a, a, a very much a well-loved. Uh, Five-bedroom residence, two living areas. Not a particularly large home, although it, it sounds it sounds big at five bedrooms, but it still just it was under that 200 square metres of living overall, and a single carport, and selling for $448,000, which is a new record for a single carported home in Parallawi.
1: Yeah, and um, it also had the the really nice pool in the backyard. They actually did a really good job with that one.
0: Yeah, beautifully presented. Um, Once again, the vendors went to the nth degree. I mean, they're very house proud and they didn't have to refurbish the sellers. They'd been doing that over the years and enjoyed, um, of course, the process of renovating and and, and enjoyed the work um, for some years before putting it to market. But uh, beautifully presented residents. And and I guess herein lies the tale. Wherever we've got great presentation, we tend to do well. We've spoken about... Uh, Maguire uh, Court. Um, Robe Street is another example of that. We had two properties next door to each other at Robe Street and another one around at uh, Lakeside Drive. Now, what was interesting about those ones, Matt, was that um, the Lakeside estate of Andrews Farm, which is about 30 kilometres north of the the city, um, and you've got... um, uh, it's a bit of an outlying suburb. Um, most of the homes there are under 25 years of age. In this particular estate, most of the homes are under 15 years of age. Um, this uh, this home is in a pocket where the, there would be about 350 or so homes uh, in the estate. Um, and uh, both of these properties were just off the main drag, I guess you'd say that that main arterial road that comes in uh, in and out of that estate. So everybody has to drive past our signboards there. And what's really interesting is that there was already three other signboards up on that street before we put these homes on the market. And well, those signboards are still there, Matt, and uh, and our two are, are gone.
1: Yeah, that's right. And and it was interesting to see um, both of those listings that we had. Um, while the presentation was a bit different, the houses were kind of similar, mm. but big difference in price too.
0: Big difference in price. And, and so uh, one sold for 274 and the other one sold for $317. Yeah. 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 And um, uh, at $317 uh, we had four bedrooms, two living areas. So once again, the same as the one at Hackham, once again the same floor plan as as Applecross Drive. Uh, and then with the other one just around the corner of Robe Street, it was a slight variation. It was the three-bedroom version of that floor plan um, and so it was really interesting, actually, to see the, the premium that people are prepared to pay for that extra 12 square metres of living that is an extra bedroom. And that was essentially the difference between these two properties because in almost every other respect, they were specified very, very similarly. Both had the double garage and the main roof. Both had two living areas. Um, both were on uh, just over 400 square metres of land, but one had the extra bedroom. And in this case, that was the difference between getting 317 and getting two two uh, 274. Yeah. So uh, almost that. Uh, that $45,000 um, variance in, in value. Um, so um, now we had another record result, so it really has been a month for records, um, and we'll touch on why it is that we think we, we're getting those record prices in a few moments' time, but 53 International Avenue at Salisbury North, for those playing along at home with Google in front of them, is a, a three-year-old villa-style home now, particularly difficult one to sell because of its disposition. So um, in this case, the property was uh, is in a a redeveloped area of an older area. So the area itself is closer to 50 years of age. A lot of the older homes have given away to development over recent years and this is one of those homes that has been... Um, built upon one of the blocks created as part of that redevelopment. It was only on 288 square metres of land... Uh, sorry, 274 square metres of land, making it uh, quite a small allotment. Uh, to put that into some type of perspective, it's only relatively recently that the council's uh, enabled people to subdivide to less than 300 square metres. Um, now, the disposition was such that there was a big yellow line out the front, so you couldn't actually park out the front of the home as there was... a. Uh, a, tra- a large traffic island just a few doors up. Um, and so this even meant reversing out of the driveway was quite difficult, you know, almost impossible with the trailer, I would say, to get into the driveway. Um, and it also meant that if you did have any visitors, um, there was only room for one car on the driveway and one car in the carport. So if you happen to have your car out... Um, your visitors had to really park maybe five or six doors around the corner um, and walk some two or three hundred meters to get to your front door. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, that's not ideal for most people and um, and so that did scare a few buyers away, but it didn't stop us getting a record result for that one. and that one's now sold for $300,000 which is a, a record price not just for the square metre of land uh, for that suburb but also for a home with just the, the, the one living area of that square meterage of living area as well, uh, living space. So um, a, a spectacular result uh, on that particular sale. The um, uh, Another result in that same suburb uh, was uh, 55 Horwood Road that sold for $300,000, three bedroom, two living area home. Um, and uh, sold sold well um, in only a few weeks on the market. The one at International Avenue we also sold within a few weeks on two occasions. So the first time we sold it, third week on on the market. Unfortunately, that uh, those people couldn't get their finances. Took some time. We resold it within a week or so of re-releasing it to market, and um, and found our buyer very quickly thereafter. Um, the property there at Horwood found their buyer within a few weeks. Um, the and once again had the Warnerford fresh coat of paint, gardens tidied up floor coverings replaced on the market, gone in, in less than a month. 12 Joes Court, surprise result there, Matthew. Um, so that particular property, once again, received the Warnerford, same floor plan as Applecross, same floor plan as Lakeside, same floor plan as the uh, one down at Hackham at Maguire Court that we were talking about. So um, we, we're we very fortunate that we've got the same floor plan over several areas. So And that was pretty much sold before...
1: Uh, that was... Pretty much sold before the first open inspection. Like, no. I don't, I don't even think we'd released it online yet.
0: <laughs> no, no. Well, we uh, we'd met a buyer at an open inspection and just casually uh, suggested that they might want to drive by and check it out, and uh, they did, and they called back and well, you yeah. showed them, you showed them through on the Monday night.
1: Yeah, they f- they f- they were there for probably about half an hour, which is usually a good sign if a buyer's spending a long time in your house looking around, and um, sold straight away.
0: They loved it, and uh, didn't take long. Um, we had the open inspection there as well, and that generated another dozen or so people, about two dozen inquiries in total. And uh, we found it was our first buyer was our buyer, um, but it, uh, we met another dozen or so whilst we were negotiating with those guys. And uh, that one was three ninety nine to four twenty nine on the market, and we sold for four twenty five, uh, which was a, an outstanding result. And thirty two cent Albans Drive there at Salisbury Heights. Once again, presentation is key. That was a beautifully presented home and the vendors had some hesitations and trepidations about releasing to the market at the end of winter given that um, they've got a home with a swimming pool. And as I suggested to those vendors and I do to all of my clients, it doesn't matter whether it's winter and you've got a swimming pool. What matters is how many homes are on the market right now with a swimming pool because the buying public that are looking for swimming pools do understand that maybe for half the year they're not going to be able to use them but they're they're buying it with summer in mind. And they also know that there's not a lot of homes out there by percentage that... Offer a a swimming pool that's nicely disposed, adjacent to the outdoor entertaining area that integrates nicely uh, with their um, internal casual living spaces. And this home had that. And... My casual observation of the market at that juncture was that there was nothing else that was directly comparable and that we had nothing to lose by coming to the market, and we did so, and, uh, well, we achieved a slight premium over and above what the Pendle thought, and and certainly, um, in my estimation, a spectacular result in some competition. So, great numbers, and once again, we found our buyer in the f- first week of the campaign and negotiated into the second. So, when I look through that, that uh, gaggle of sales there, of which I would say there's about 15 or so sales that have happened over the last month or so that we're discussing right here. Um, I can't see too many there, with the exception of maybe 8 Bernadette Street that's taken any more than a month or so on the market. Uh, 53 Landell Boulevard, we met our buyer in the first week on the market. It took us six weeks to negotiate. Uh, The buyer went away on holidays in the meantime and then came back and bought the home. Um, But uh, we met our buyer in the first week. So in almost every case there, with the exception of one, which was 8 Bernadette Street, we'd met our buyer in the first month of coming to the market and in about half the cases met our buyer within the first two or three weeks of coming to market. So why why is it that you think, perhaps, Matthew, that we're meeting our buyers sooner um, and, um, and actuating sale uh, earlier on in the campaign?
1: Well, I definitely think, um, that, you know, what we do with Facebook's got a, a huge play part to play. Um, like you've said before, you know, not everyone's constantly looking at realestate.com every day, but everyone's looking at Facebook every day and all the time. And um, I think, you know, with, when we do these property videos and virtual tours and stuff like that and put it on Facebook, we're catching the attention of, um, of buyers that, you know, might not necessarily be in consideration mode to buying a house, but, um, you know, something pops up, they fall in love with it, or they know someone that is looking um, and, you know, they tag them in. And before you know it, you know, you've got people there off of Facebook... Um, that are that are interested week one.
0: Yeah, and and in some cases, uh, the attendance at our, our first open inspection, um, they, it can be as high as thirty percent of the buyers are coming as a result of what they're seeing on Facebook. So, and and often these are buyers that, well, they're they they're not what I'd call primary buyers. They're, they're not the um, they're not the best buyers in the marketplace. They're not the one percenters that are ne- necessarily transacting this weekend. But the buyers that are transacting this weekend don't know that. Um, Often the buyers that come as a result of social media are people who are just... If the right thing came up, they'd buy it. You know, they're, they're scanning around. They're the people that used to look in the... The local messenger, or the local paper, or in the Saturday advertiser, and the, the major metropolitan circulated pa- uh, paper, and just have a scan through the real estate section. Back when there was one. Mm. Now, the, now there isn't one. Yeah. And where do those people find properties when they're secondary buyers now? Well, well, they find them in their news newsfeed on Facebook, and and we we know that, and we we make sure that our properties find their way into these news feeds. And, and we also, uh, I think because of the quality of the content uh, that you're putting together, Matt, it means that when, once we've got a good uh, video, people aren't afraid to share it. Mm. You know, it's great quality content and people can happily share that on their feed or send that in messenger to a friend. Quite proud to stand behind that piece of content that we've put together yeah. um, for that property. So that that's working really well. I think as well, you know, your observation there about the 3D... Uh, or the, the virtual tour is, um, re- uh, is is an accurate one because I, I think people are more time poor now than what they've ever been before and so there's a tendency for people to, um, to if they don't have all the information at hand, they, they don't necessarily, they won't action anything and so um, with the 3D tour, of course, they can almost have that that... Experience of walking through the home, so it's almost like a Google Street View um, tour of the home, um, and so people can get a real strong sense as whether or not they like it, or whether it's worthwhile them, you know, getting out of their pajamas on a Saturday morning and heading out to an open inspection um, or two instead. And um, and I think the the combination of great social media marketing, three D tour, so and, and having all, all the information at hand, so people can make the determination to get out and have a look is working really well and then once they're getting to the property, what are they seeing? Well presented property with uh, paint floor coverings uh, in attendance, you've got uh, the gardens looking terrific. So the marketing, the impression that the marketing makes, that uh, critical first, vital first impression is only confirmed by what they see in person. So it's not all just great marketing. Um, the great marketing gets them there but once they're there the product obviously has to be attractive and so we've got a great combination of these things going on at the moment. Of course not all sales are like that and some do require some degree of persistence and one that we've got there that uh, has finally settled um, that we've been chipping away on since well before Easter and we've had uh, three contract failures during that time but you know our enthusiasm doesn't wane. Just because bad things happen during the Force of the process of sale, they can't all just sell in a month, and we're. You know, very, very conscious of that and sometimes people just get better value out of their real estate agent. that was certainly the case with their clients there at Bernadette Street. I sold it to them uh, about 10 or so years ago. Um, they paid a little bit more than what they ended up selling it for but they did so in Kevin Rudd's $24,000 boom when the government was putting $24,000 in the pockets of first home buyers and of course that went straight on top of the price of the property that most people um, were, uh, bought and uh, that was certainly the case here. This property that they bought was probably a 230 property three weeks before, um, but after Kevin Rudd had put that money uh, into their pockets, the, all of a sudden those properties were getting north of 250 and um, during that time they hadn't undertaken a whole lot of works and the kitchen and the bathroom was the same, the, the general decor and feel of the property was largely the same, although the roof had been done you don't get a whole lot of points for having a painted roof unfortunately without uh, buying public and, and the home, well of course is now just 10 years older as well so it's gone from being a, a nicely updated 30 or so year old home to now a 45 year old home and feeling a little bit tired and so it did sell for a little bit less than what they paid for Uh, although we'd had several offers during the course of the campaign that were higher than that. Um, It was just an unfortunate and a tough sale. But I guess the lesson there is that if you're doing all the right things, you know, if you're doing great marketing, if you've got excellent photography, um, and you're persistent um, in um, in pursuit of the best result, then you get there in the end. Um, and uh, so that was very much a, a testament to that, and um, we uh, we ended up achieving. But in just looking through that list, that was probably the only one that caused some degree of difficulty for us. Yeah. So um, other than that, um, the, the others all sold well and, and I guess, you know, the other common theme there is in all cases the vendors headed our advice when it came to presentation for sale and, um, and when it came to the marketing and uh, they, these people didn't have to pay any more for their marketing, they had just had to determine where, where it was best to spend and uh, we were able to guide them by showing them some great examples as to, as, as to what we've done for others and uh, and suggested to them the strategies that obviously uh, have been working for others and I guess you know it's testament you know these results are all testament to that um, the, the fantastic results all in the short period of time so what do you think are the big challenges moving forward Matt
1: uh, good question um, I think um, there's I mean we've, we're doing really well with all the marketing and all that sort of thing um, but um, there seems to be, yeah. I guess I don't know. Is it slowing, slowing down a bit? Seems to be that um, it depends on, yeah. I, I, yeah, I,
0: I would say that uh, listing activity certainly slowed down. You know, by and large, when you. Um, The industry's been like that for the best part of uh, the last four or five months. Um, We've been really fortunate that we've had some really great listing momentum. Um, But we've noticed it ourselves just over the last week or so where uh, listing opportunities have dried up a little bit Um, and maybe this this is boding very well for people that are coming to market in the next few months. In the lead up to Christmas, um, what we were all expecting, I think, was a whole flurry of listing activity about now and it hasn't transpired. Um, and, um, and looking to the horizon. Typically we get a, a bounce um, after the October long weekend Um, In terms of listing activity is a lot of people wait until after footy finals, give themselves that long weekend to do the big spring clean, get everything ready, apply that liquor paint whilst, you know, now the weather's warm and uh, get the place looking 100% before coming to market. Um, But usually we're talking to those people now and um, we're not seeing so much of that. So I think this is boding very, very well for anybody who's considering a sale between now and Christmas. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: And, um, and in as much, I think, you know, there's certainly... Um, this is going to make things tough for buyers. There's two things making life difficult for buyers right now. It's the banks who are, um, are expecting buyers to jump through a few more hoops. In compensation for that, their buyers are getting lower interest rates. On the flip side now is that buyers aren't flush with choice. Um, and we're, we're not seeing a whole lot more fill up the funnel... And um, so, I think between now and Christmas, um, although the pool of buyers isn't necessarily getting any deeper, uh, certainly the availability of stock is thinning out. And so, uh, this is going to lead to some certain pressures around certain types of property. And I think probably speaks to why the well-presented properties that are uh, that are brought to market and marketed really well are doing exceptionally well and then... Um, uh, on the flip side, buyers are finding it uh, a little bit harder to find um, great value as perhaps they, they could six or 12 months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so th- therein lies the opportunity. If you're a buyer, get yourself organised. Um, you're going to need to because uh, if you see something you like, there's every chance there's going to be a few other people that like it just as much as you. And so, But if you're the buyer that's got their finance pre-approved, you're, you're in order – then you're going to be in the box seat. Definitely chat to your broker. And if you don't already know someone, Luke Robertson from Private Client is our guy and does an exceptional job and within 10 or 15 minutes on the phone can give you some real guidance as to what would be the interest rate that you can look forward to paying, what your monthly repayments would be and what your capacity to borrow might be. So ensuring that if there is an opportunity for you to buy, you're not missing out on that uh, just because you're, you're not stretching to a figure which you can actually afford just because... You know, you weren't maybe cognisant or aware that you could go to that level. So, a chat to Luke Robertson or somebody like that will get you prepared. Conveyancing—make sure you got your conveyancing in order because if you're going to jump into buying a contract. You, and let's even say the property's going to auction, you're going to want somebody to look over that contract. If you're buying a property by private treaty, well, during the cooling off period, it's always advisable to ensure that the contract is looked over by your conveyancer. Um, Corey Miller there um, is somebody I'd recommend. But regardless of where you might be in the world, it's just good advice. Carry out due diligence. Get your people in order. Get, get, get ready. If you're... Um, Uh, in a marketplace that, uh, in North America, for instance, where, you know, you want to get your buyer's agent checking these things out. In our marketplace, for instance, if you're a client of ours or you're somebody who's just enjoying our content and... um, uh, and, and feels that they want to delve deeply into our experiences, then never hesitate to reach out to us uh, with a link or an address or a property that you might be considering purchasing yourself. Um, if there's a, if you're looking to negotiate and you want some great strategies that are going to help you in securing the property for better than what you would otherwise, then I'd just suggest give us a call. We're always happy to help you out with all of that type of stuff. Um, and, I, and I think, um, you know, in, when it is a little bit harder for buyers, uh, that type of clarity and advice is something that um, is all the more valued. So um, get yourself organised if you're a buyer. If you're a home seller, Go to the nth degree with presentation because it's going to reap your rewards, I think. Um, Matt, is there anything more that you'd add to that at this stage?
1: I think that's, yeah, as long as you've you've got a a good presentation and and like you said, um, with, with low stock levels on the market at the moment, it's probably a good time to start thinking about, especially if you want to maybe make a move after Christmas, it's probably a good time now to kind of get the ball rolling with all of that.
0: Yeah, I really do think there's a lot of people that are perhaps uh, thinking, oh, look, we'll wait until after Christmas before we move. And and you can certainly do that, but there are so many buyers out the, out there at the moment and with so little stock seemingly coming uh, becoming available, um, now might be a great opportunity to get an awesome price, settle longer, use that period over Christmas to scan around, see what's out there, and uh, if you find something great, if not... I don't think there's going to be any harm in maybe holding back and renting for a period because my my genuine feeling is that the market's peaking right now and if we follow the trends that have been experienced interstate, well, we're we're kind of in that... part of that part of the cycle where the market burns up and there's a flurry of activity, and it tends to do that just before it settles down into a familiar pattern, or maybe a, a more depressed pattern. And that's what happened in Melbourne and Sydney and in Brisbane last year. And it's only been in really in the last couple of months, the last, I would say, six or so weeks that the market surged in those... Uh, ca- major capitals mm. uh, along the eastern seaboard and if that's the case then and we're following that trend and we're just uh, on a bit of a delay uh, then we might find our market soften before it comes strong again uh, towards the end of next year. So no harm in selling now while the market is great maybe ride out that period of time and look to come back to market when the market settled down there might be better buying out there Matt. Yeah definitely. Okay, well, thank you very much for joining me on the podcast once again. I hope you are enjoying the daily podcast. And naturally, if there's any uh, subject matter that you ever want us to cover off on, never hesitate to reach out or drop us a line or uh, jump onto uh, our social media platforms and let us know all about it. I'm Dave from Real. And I'm Matt. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in again to this episode of the Dave Sovereign Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook or subscribe to us on iTunes and we look forward to bringing you more next week.